It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. Mm-hmm. And this week we're preparing for Marvel's Kang Dynasty. And we'll talk about the movies in between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars a little bit, possibly. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty excited for this. Um, boy, I tell you what, Aquaman early screenings are giving viewers a bad taste in their mouths, Mike. Uh, Wait, I, I mean, we'll talk about that, but I'm a little surprised. Yep, yep, I agree. Um, Warner Brothers wants more Lord of the Rings movies, Mike. I know you're hankering to go watch Lord of the Rings in the theaters. I, I saw the copy here, and I thought it was WB wants more Lord and Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do. Maybe, they, hey, hey they'll, maybe they'll direct these Lord of the Rings movies. Wouldn't that be a uh, kooky, wacky it adventure? It's not Lord and Miller Sony, though. <laughs> not Warner Brothers. So maybe they want to yeah. hire their own Lord and Miller. You know what? How about it? it's us? Yeah, yeah we'll let, do it. Let two, let two people that just kind of know Lord of the Rings... Uh, make your next like Lord and Miller, saga. Dillard and Royer. It rhymes. It's almost the same. Like exactly. You can hire us. We, we'll do it. We we will Lord of the Rings you um, any any way you want it. So um, yeah. So we're we're here this week. Um, kind of. I would say it's a lighter news week, right, Mike? Um, we are usually the week after a movie drops. There's not a lot going on for us. Uh, as you know, we come into week. It's week two of Ant Man, right? I've lost track of time completely. I mean. It's great. I feel like I don't know exactly what's happening like physically in Hollywood, but I do feel as though after a big like superhero premiere, like people start talking more. Yeah. People start dropping like little rumors, like little tidbits here and there. They start like falling through the cracks. Uh, sometimes it feels like a deliberate a- effort, right? They're like turning over like the Parmesan shaker mm-hmm. and they're sprinkling over the news media. Okay, we got to get the next type train going. Yeah, what, what so. keywords are not being saturated right now? How can we... <laughs> How can we jump on those? Um, it's essentially like we'll talk about the, the, the Aquaman thing later. But it's funny because all I, you know, all the news articles I saw, they, they say Aquaman, you know, and such and such. But all the pictures have Amber Heard as Mara in it, even though she's not even mentioned in the article. They're like, <laughs> they're like really just tapping into that. And I'm like, and, every, and even if you look at the comments, everyone's like, this has nothing to do with Amber Heard. Why the hell are you putting this in the human? <laughs> so um, that's a little tease for later. But it's, it's just really, really. Really there is plenty of Aquaman viral marketing happening right now out here in Southern California, Chris, because mm-hmm. we are wet as the saddest dogs oh, yes. you've ever seen out here. Mm-hmm. And a little um, snowy too, right? I, I've heard yeah. ice and snow. and It's wild. Yeah, if you're here in the United States, like half of the country is like covered in like a superstorm of like water and snow and the other half, like Chris, you happen yeah. to be in or just like, what are you talking about? It's fine. It's blue skies. <laughs> it's it's a nice, like yesterday was like a nice 55. It's going to be 74 soon this week. Blue skies. It's great. I, I mean, I'm, normally it's the other way. Mike's usually getting the yes. 74 while There's we're like, getting the nasty weather. I could, I could get in the car right now and before the podcast even gets to what segment i would say uh the spider-verse segment okay. i could be like touching snow mm-hmm. which is wild to be out here and seeing like people on social media like share like their houses covered in snow and like the type of houses you see out here like they can't handle they can't handle this precipitation yeah. man it's wild like we had to we had a leak in our 
and our sliding door and not from like a blizzard you know not from like hurricane like winds or anything like that just it just rained for more than like 12 hours like our infrastructure can't handle this much wet so it's been kind of funny but also not so oh yeah uh, we're we're dealing with it absolutely absolutely there. I mean, like I said, it's, it's nice here. I, tell, I told someone this week, and they're like, what are you doing this week? And I'm like, well, it's a lovely day. Love, weather looks nice to just stay inside and not do anything um, myself. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll jump into what we're doing. But I want to go ahead and, and, and just mention it, because I'm very proud of this this piece of work I've been working on, Mike. And I, I told you about mm-hmm. it short. I have a 1971 or 72 Magnavox Astrosonic uh, radio slash record player uh, that, I, that I got for free last summer, in the summer. And when I got it, it didn't work. Nothing, nothing... It, the volume would come on, but only out of one speaker. Um, the record player had no needle, didn't even rotate the thing. So I have literally spent this weekend taking this thing apart, looking at all the manuals online, taking it apart, greasing bearings, my clean, uh, re-oiling motors, and uh, I have gotten it to like 95% working capacity. And in because uh, it is who I am, like I had a Bluetooth to it. You know that. <laughs> you, you can't just let something sit as is. It wasn't hard. A lot of these have RCA things, but like, I, I really appreciate um, this thing because what happens is if you turn the volume to halfway mic or the loudness knob, as they called it back then, mm-hmm. uh, it is louder than most other speakers in my house uh, at full volume, which is crazy <laughs> how much, I guess, work they put into these speakers back in the 60s and 70s to make them yeah. loud as hell and last it's forever. Always a, it's always a little concerning, right? Because your dial, right, has about 365 degrees of motion. Yeah. And, like, you get on there and you turn it five degrees and it's like, oh, my God, this is shaking the house. I can't imagine turning <laughs> this the other 95%, yeah. you know? I'm like, am I going to blow something? Is, like, a capacitor <laughs> just going to, like, completely catch on fire in this board? But, like... Um, it, you'd be really like, there's a lot of, again, as, as anything, there's always like groups and communities out there who like work on like restoring these things. So it's really cool to see it. Uh, the other cool, I guess, funny part about this and cool slash funny is, um, my parents have one, but I didn't know this, uh, until I'm like, Hey, look what I got. And they're like, Oh, we have one. And sent me a photo. It's the same exact model, same exact front, like visual style, which is super rare to find two that look identical, um, out of these. Cause um, little, uh, I don't know if you know this, like these were all made in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Magnavox oh, had a uh, wow. the factory there, and like local all repairs. Yeah, so it's uh, I was like, oh, okay, that's 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 fun. I was literally in Fort Wayne last weekend, uh, so um, <laughs> it's it's just funny that they're all local. But I, I'm very happy. I'm going to put some pictures and video up later. But like once it's working, but I am absolutely thrilled to 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 get this working and play with it a little bit more. So I've been spending my time literally inside, like I said, you know, learning a new skill. But you you've you look. Is this a comedy special? I was going to ask you this. I don't know yes. what it is, but yes. tell me more. Yes, it is. Uh, old school physical marketing uh, worked on me. There's a couple billboards around town for this uh, Amazon Prime uh, stand-up comedy special by the name of Nate Bargatze. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, colon Hello World. And, um, well, I should rephrase, not just physical marketing. I saw the billboards, but then I was also like targeted again. Like what's the advertising rules? Like once you see it like three times or like in three different places or something, like they got you or something. Uh, but I also saw some like isolated clips uploaded to TikTok and they were pretty funny. So we have some friends in town this weekend, friend of the show, Quentin Parker brought his family out here. They've been staying with us. They're like, yeah, let's watch something funny. Let's watch some stand up. So, uh, threw this guy up on the TV, uh, on our Amazon prime account. And it, it's hilarious. This dude is so funny. 
And it's just been a while since I feel like I've just like mm-hmm. gutturally like laughed at like just some stand up comedy jokes. Like I've wa- like I've watched some other like you know good seasoned comedians recently, and like oh these jokes are really funny. These are great, but like man, he just had me busting. And um, he's he's kind of what you would consider like a clean comedian in a way, where like it's not like he won't tell like an inappropriate joke here or there, but you know the swear words it's almost like he's trying to make an e for everyone podcast like we attempt to do here every week but you know doesn't doesn't always work so all i'm saying is like you could sit down and watch this guy with your family too it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that big of a deal but he, yeah. he has like a whole bit on like golfing and i don't even golf and i was just like dying on the ground it was just he's so funny so go go listen to Nate Bargatze hello world uh, apparently he has some other slightly older stand-up specials on Netflix too, so I think I'm gonna go check those out as well. But uh, the dude had me laughing oh, like nice. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, go go check out Nate Barakatsi. Yeah, it, on, it's uh, it, it's funny for me because like I will go through um, I guess phases of where I, like I want to watch several comedy specials in a row and they'll take a break for mm-hmm. a while then back. So um, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe I'll get back into that that, mo- that mood you know sooner than later. Some of that some of that stuff is pretty good. Um, the last thing I want to touch on, uh, my my wife has been playing Hogwarts Legacy, Mike, uh, almost mm-hmm. almost directly taking over my Xbox for the past two weeks. <laughs> it's been out, uh, and I, you know that's fine. I've let her; she doesn't play a lot of games, but um, she did see the story through to fruition this weekend, Mike. And I wasn't going to bring this Ooh. up until the story was done. And she probably has forty hours in this game, uh, not including side quests. I think she's maybe fifty percent done with the actual game before mm-hmm. she beat the story. So. I have to say I'm very impressed with the longevity of this game, despite, you know, first and foremost, we, we neither of us, I think we can both agree, we don't um, support what uh, J.K. Rowling says, does, we don't believe in her, but, you know, again, our wives are both huge Wizarding World fans, right, at, at mm-hmm. the core of, of who they are, so so we've been, as she's been playing this, you know, game, it's very, very huge map, very deep game, a lot more than I thought it would be. There, uh, as, far, as far as I can tell, there must be some sort of like stacking gameplay combat mechanics only mm. because it, it's re- it's reaching the point where like now I'm seeing like clips of the game like yeah. shared online of like people like showing like their cool like combos like when they're like attacking like yeah. a troll or something like that. So yeah, it looks like they must have built something robust the, in there where like yeah. I just see like a dude like throwing up like some sort of like select wheel, like picking like a couple spells and like comboing a bunch of stuff. So it seems to be pretty built out. Absolutely. There are, I believe, if I can't hear, um, you know, maybe two dozen, maybe maybe 36 different spells, maybe at the end of the day. And mm. you can have different, like you mentioned, preset wheels. Like you can like, oh, this is my, you know, fire wheel and this is my, you know, ice wheel. That's a bad example because I haven't played it. But like you can have different color spells on the wheel. You can go through them. But I, it's, it's really, really... Um, I'm just really impressed with the size of the game and like even like the character models, like how well they look when they're talking. It really like if if you just put another skin on it, it would be like essentially I, I imagine like a Skyrim level, mm-hmm. like like a like a Elder Scrolls style game. So, um, very impressed with that for people who are on the fence. I did see it was on sale at a couple places, um, like uh, maybe maybe PC only, maybe not console. But I, I gotta say, um, despite the controversy on the 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 creator side, the game as a whole delivers as a video game and i never really expected that like out of this like i mix i expected like something good but like not mm-hmm. not like this level of detail and attention and i'm, I'm thoroughly impressed so uh, i wasn't gonna say until we, we actually like, until you know she beat the game and she did beat the main storyline um 
maybe not last time. I think maybe it been Friday night. So um, very very excited about that. I did I did find out something though, Mike. If you're going, if you Ooh. ever get to play this, or if anyone has to play this, you can accidentally. There's only three spells you can accidentally not get, and those are the unforgivable curses. So oh, so before you beat the game, make sure you have all three of those. Is what I will tell you uh, right now. Like like. I will get into the game someday. I don't know when. Yeah. I'll get into it. Uh, but I keep seeing people like put up like tips and tricks like, oh, did you know that you can get into this like one person's office and they have like a secret there? And I'm just like, no, I don't want to know yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I feel like I'm on like a bit of like a um, like a, a spoiler like yeah. warning. You, but yeah. I think even if that – I think by the time – even if you saw it today and by the time you get to it, you'll forget that even exists because you're like – You're totally – you're exactly right, Chris. <laughs> it, it is the, – the, the castle alone is just ginormous, um, not to mention is the it, outside is, world. Is it Hogwarts castle? Yeah, yeah, it is the Hogwarts. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was like some sort of facsimile to it. Like does it, does it feel like when you're walking around in it in the video game, does it feel like it's – like a different interpretation of the written text, or does it look more like the movies? Uh, I I couldn't tell you what the written one is, but it looks like the movies pretty pretty okay. well. But like, there's so much like because you only see certain parts of the movies, right? You don't see the whole castle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I it it feels more like a mix of both. Like I'm like, oh, I recognize this like courtyard, or mm-hmm. I recognize this bridge. But like there are parts in this, I'm like, I don't remember a spiral staircase at all in the middle of this mm-hmm. that built as you walked near it. Um, but but it's just ginormous. it's it's stupidly huge. And I'm like, how do they do this? How do they build a game this large? Um, you know, built built on this world. So I, I can tell you, a lot of the people in there, you know, care and and, and about the the lore and, and the and the craft of what they're doing as a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, honestly, I've I've not even seen hardly any bugs either while she played. Like no glitches, nothing like that. So. That's usually a, like the first thing I look for. I'm like, does it look weird? Is there some sort of like <laughs> something preventing you from popping up? But um, it's very, very, very cool. So I, uh, like I said, again, if you if you don't, um, if you're on the fence, buy it used, right? I think that's a, that's a good way for people to get get their hands on it if they don't want to support the the industry. But I, I really hope Warner Brothers as a company continues to make great games of the scale and um, quality going forward, if they will. So. Anyway, let's jump into news. Um, speaking of uh, properties, we're all excited for uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, it's this week, Mike. Season three is this week on on uh, Wednesday, uh, March first. So, did not believe it was already going to be here, but yeah, it is. So creeping up on us, man. It's going to be great. We'll have Sundays will be the last of us for a couple more weeks, and we have the Mandalorian, and then mm. a little less nerdy. But once um, a Last of Us wraps up, Succession kicks back in. So mm-hmm. I'll keep my premium TV watching rolling. Yeah, that's true. And I believe Ted Lasso's March as well, right? Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah the uh, the show that I bring up every once in a while, Shrinking, starring uh, Harrison Ford and Jason Segel. I think yeah, right around that time that that wraps up, Ted Lasso will take over. Yeah, yeah, and and that's those are both on Apple TV. Um, also, if you, in case you know, I mention this every other week. Bad Batch is still on Disney Plus. They're still going to go through April, so um, you we're going to get double Star Wars drips, you know, for for a little bit there. So that's, that's pretty fun. Um, and then also a little little news here: John Favreau, he's out doing doing the rounds for the the premiere of this show. Uh, he's already written season four, and apparently even props are being made for an October filming date for season four. Wow. Well, I mean, I we we all knew. Right, the Mandalorian was going to keep going for sure, mm-hmm. so not too surprising. But 
there's not an infinitesimal chance it could have been canceled, right? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, I know or, like Disney's going to start like tightening its belt that they said on their um, yeah. you know quarterly earnings call, but yeah, we knew it wasn't going to be the man. Grogu Gro- Gro- <laughs> merchandise is going to continue to build that Gosh. up for a very long time. And I mean, not even like it's so funny because it was like the the Baby Yoda show, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, unofficially for the longest time, but. Pedro Pascal, man, mm. holy crap! Like The Last of Us has kind of rocketed him into like this otherworldly like status. So yeah. like, I think people might be watching the show for him now, even though they don't get to see his face. Yeah, well, and then also, um, you know, Mandalorian armor is cool and unique, right? It's not stormtrooper mm. armor. So like, do you want to get some Mandalorian armor? Because I definitely see that being sold at Disneyland before the the years up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, yeah, I did also I didn't know this, Mike, and um. Um, it's going to tie into our next bit here, but there is a writer's strike on the horizon, possibly. Yes. Um, and they, that is uh, why they're trying to get this out the gate as quickly as they can before that happens. This yeah, summer. that might not be uh, a bad idea. Yeah, un- unions out here are powerful. They're also uh, very respected because that's where all the talent is located, mm-hmm. right? Like um, studios think that they can make uh, whatever they want with the amount of money they have. But uh, sorry, most of the talented working writers are in the union. Yeah. So I think the thing on the agenda this year for the writers is uh, residuals just don't exist anymore really on broadcast TVs and um, streaming networks sure. have been using the excuse for a while now that they're new media they, they couldn't possibly adhere to all of the all of these kind of rules because they're new they're young they don't understand what's going on but that just ain't the case anymore so right. yeah the writer strike could be possible if they don't come to the bargaining table yep. with some residuals from streaming which I think is fair because if you think about it uh, essentially YouTube is like a is a residual kind of marketplace anyway right you know you get paid per your view you know so I can't I don't understand why well, the streaming services can't approach something kind of similar you know yeah well and that's where we're I, I think if they do that's where we're going to start seeing ad supported tiers come in more more frequently not that, not mm-hmm. I they absolutely deserve paid. I just hate ad supported tiers. You know this, Mike. You do the same thing, right? Oh so, yeah, I will always always pay. So so for hopefully the, we for can the ad free version. Yeah, pay more and make sure they get paid as well. Uh, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, uh, that ties in the next bit. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, it sounds like there might be season two in the cards. Um, after okay. all, um, <laughs> now uh, hopefully you know maybe it's not a Tatooine based thing. Maybe you know less sand, less less spin shots um that, that didn't really bother me but apparently sets and props are being made featuring the fire spray gunship previously known as a slave one and armor for the character now he could always show up in the mandalorian right obviously mm-hmm. um but if there's a writer's strike on the horizon maybe they spit out some pretty some scripts right early so they can start working yeah. on this i'm curious like where you take the character of uh boba fett right you know i feel like he kind of went through his primary emotional arc in his in the first season of his show and now he's just kind of like set up to be a mob boss but he's like the people like him so mm-hmm. do you keep that rolling it, maybe mayor fett thank you very much if you will. <laughs> do you possibly roll it roll the story back in a way and maybe he tries to like reckon with the idea of just being cloned i think that's almost more interesting right Mm -hmm. i mean you are a man that was cloned an ungodly amount of time that would have to affect you mentally in some way you know yeah Uh, maybe explore that well to me and and this is this is no spoiler but the bad batch deals with the other un 
altered clone of Jango Fett, who is called Omega in that show, mm-hmm. um, who would be the same age as Boba Fett at this time, right? So maybe it's a a time for her to make that jump. Bad Batch wraps up. We jump forward, you know, 20 years, uh, whatever it is, and, you know, 20, 30 years. And now you have literally both versions of that. This, is, this is what I'm pitching. A buddy cop with his twin, and then you include... Every single twin joke that any movie or TV shows ever made, where like they're like swapping clothes, they're pulling pranks on aliens. Like, wait, you're over there, but you're over there. How yeah. did you get over there? It's like, Omega with the mustache. He's, he's start, he starts. He goes on a mustache, and then he starts doing the mustache thing back. Yes, and forth. I um, love it. But um, yeah, there, there's tons. Of, I don't know again what they would do with this. I think you know, obviously, they. I think Star Wars, um, because of the length of the production on these shows, probably listens to feedback a little more. So if they do a season two of both, I don't think we'll get the same show again, right? I think it'll go a little farther uh, than than the sand. Uh, moving forward, uh, we're going to start talking Avengers stuff here. we got some some superhero stuff. Uh, Rogers, the musical, is coming to Disneyland this summer, Mike. The stage play itself, after we've joked about it forever, <laughs> I feel like we just did last week or two weeks ago. Uh, and then uh, there was a, um, a a trailer this week. About about a dozen people sent this to me, um, and everyone and my wife was like, "Can we can we go?" I'm like, "We'll try to go this summer. We'll see what the seats are like for to watch Rogers <laughs> the Musical at Disneyland." So yeah, you gotta come, you gotta come visit us. We'll head down to Disneyland. I'm kind of curious because one thing that's kind of funny that. I don't really care or even think about is Imagineers are always trying to add story reasons for anything that happens in these parks, you know, which is just like, uh, I don't care. Just make it a fun ride. You don't need to give me an in-world reasoning while, while it's there. Uh, but they do show, um, I guess, Cap, not Captain Carter, Agent Carter, like the silhouette of her going mm-hmm. to see this musical. So like... Is the story reasoning going to be something like, oh, she's like traveled through time and she is going to go check out this like musical that's more modern day to like catch up on things? I don't know. That might be kind of funny. Yeah, absolutely. I have no idea. I mean, we we got a sense out of Hawkeye, right? A little bit. You know, it's it's the um, first Avengers movie. Um, but you know, told from the perspective of Ant Man being there, mm-hmm. uh, and so and everyone's like, well, Ant Man was he kind of was because of Endgame, but like, um, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I'm, I'm interested to see what they kind of do with this, right? At, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, is this one of the gonna be one of those things that I don't know? Again, I don't know if it's a, is it a permanent residency? Is it something that's gonna be there for a while? Um, or do they end up, you know, do a short run, film it, put it on Disney Plus, you know, in a couple of years? Oh yeah, that could be a possibility. Um, and then you know, it's just it's just a bonus uh, on the Marvel section on Disney Plus. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I want to hear some reviews and and, and see this because obviously in Hawkeye it was supposed to be, uh, you know, funny, inaccurate, like very very over the top, which is like how plays and musicals are. So they really leaned into that. So. I'd be excited to see kind of what they what they do with that at the end of the day. Um, shifting gears again, let's keep moving down. Thunderbolts, Mike. Uh, Thunderbolts apparently filmed in like three weeks. No, not Thunderbolts. Captain America films in like three weeks. Thunderbolts is after that. But um, uh, a young, not young actor, great actor, Stephen Young joins the cast in a major role uh, part of the reports this week, Mike. Um, yeah, Stephen Young's great. I mean, yeah. I feel like he made the right strategic uh call well mm-hmm. it's not even his call though right we all like his character was like destined to kind oh, of yeah. be written off the walking dead right but he he got out just in time he got lucky and his career's really taken off i know he had that um 
Oscar, I don't remember if it was winning, it was definitely nominated movie like a year or two ago. Um, and then he, you know, he was just in Jordan Peele's Up. No, uh, he was in, and, uh, nope. Nope, nope, that's right. Nope. I would, I would love that. to see uh, Jordan Peele's version of Disney's Up. Yeah, he's a major player out there now, so I'm, I'm not surprised to see him joining the MCU. Yeah, I, I just pull up his filmography just to kind of kind of see what he's been up to. Um, movie wise, he's he's kind of done some stuff here. Uh, Troll Hunters: Rise of the Titans, which I believe is on Netflix, right? That's a Del Toro uh, piece. Yeah, he's got a he's got a great voice for yeah. voice acting. And, well, um, Invincible. That's what I was going to get to. He he's 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 he is Invincible. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there, so that, and I think the recently canceled shows uh, Tuca and Birdie, I believe, uh, which have oh a stat yeah, he cast was as yeah well. he. He was a bird in that. Yeah, so um, really cool. I mean, and great for him. I, I, my theory. There's no r- rumors yet, uh, or not. No, there's no confirmation who he is. But I have a rumor that he's going to play the character Amadeus Cho. And I told this to you, Mike, and you were like, "Explain yourself," because I don't know who this character is. <laughs> well, you were like, "I looked him up. Uh, he looks just like the character in the comic books." This is exactly mm-hmm. what you said. Amadeus Cho is technically one of the top five smartest people in the um, Marvel comic universe. And um, at some point in the comic books years ago, he, he and this is like the 2000s, he ends up uh, becoming a Hulk himself, similar to like a, a Bruce Banner, a smart person, but he's able to retain his tel- intelligence and person, a persona in his uh-huh. Hulk form as well. Um, now, I did see, um, all right, I was going to say, in Age of Ultron, I'm, I'm pulling it up here, there's a character, um, uh, a scientist who puts the skin back on Hawkeye, right? Well, what? Um, yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, they're like Thor's going to be there. She's like, oh, uh, or she asks if Thor's going to be at this party. Is that the same actress that is in, like, the extended cut of the movie that they aired in China? Um, yeah, she, she... Oh, no, I'm... Well, you're no, thinking I'm of thinking Iron Man. Iron Man 3, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Is that the same character, though? I thought that might have been the same character, but uh, maybe not. No, I don't see her in that um, at all. So um, her, her, her name is Claudia Kim, and she plays the character Helen Cho, who is a world-renowned geneticist who helps the Avengers... Uh, in in Soul, so uh, that actually that that character uh, Helen Cho is the mother of Amadeus Cho in the comic books. So oh, that'd be a fun backstory. I mean, you go you grow you grow up with your your mom who already knows all the stuff, and she's also had these like high level exposures to these superheroes. I, I could see that uh, that uh, keying in pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So um, you know, she's worked with Vibranium, she's worked with you know Ultron, all this other stuff. So I I think it would be um, you know. Again, this is later, later, I guess, season Marvel is like starting to pull things out of movies that people didn't really care for at first or like deeper cuts. And I feel like this Amadeus show would be a very, very interesting um, pull, mm-hmm. pull forward. Uh, now, does he have to become a Hulk? No, but knowing that Red Hulk could be in this movie, right? Um, and also, I believe, you know, all the Captain America New World Order, there's a bunch of Hulks in there. Wouldn't be surprised if they, they do it at all. Now, if I'm completely wrong... I'm still fine with this. I think he's a he's a he's in a primary role. He's a great actor. Uh, I'm not worried either way, Mike. I don't know about you. So, yeah, I mean, it it obviously seems like Marvel is trying to work up to something with a ton of Hulks in it, right? We don't know if it's going to be necessarily like a battle world, like just yeah. scene, 
right? You know, kind of like similar to uh, Endgame where they kind of got different groups of heroes together for kind of like those hero shots and moments. So maybe that's what it is. But, you know, if this universal contract deal can kind of expire, I mean, wouldn't it? It would, it would be wild just, right, you know, World just World. to see the chaos of like a bunch of Hulks just like going crazy. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm down for it. Yeah, well, I, I think World War Hulk would be fun. Uh, you mm. know, even if they, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, if we get there, great. If not, no big deal. But yeah, I think having a, uh, someone else who's, uh, I don't know, like a, like a smart person who's a Hulk and, you know, Mark, Ruff, Mark Ruffalo. Well, I guess we did see him in his human form, didn't we? Um, in, uh, the end of Shang-Chi. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. an inhibitor. So yeah, there's, there's ways to do this. Uh, but yeah, it seems like they're building up to, to something at the end of this. So, uh, we will see him in Thunderbolts, which probably starts filming, you know, Later to the summer, maybe back half of the year. Uh, buckle up. We've got three movies that were added to Marvel's production calendar, Mike. And the first one is one I don't think anybody expected to to come out of this. And that is Eternals 2. Uh, so the uh, the Eternals 2, the sequel to the, um, I wouldn't say maligned, but just the, the, the movie people from phase four that people don't like the most um, uh, is uh, has been added to Marvel's production calendar. Meaning this is likely a phase six movie that ha- has not been announced yet. Right. They're not going to do yeah. phase seven now when they haven't even announced the other phase six movies. Yeah. yeah. I feel like no matter what you thought about Eternals, I think the sequel would have a lot more going for it just simply because the story is kind of already put out there, right? You don't have to do this uh, time traveling journey Mm. through world history and, oh, why aren't these characters intervening? Uh, What the hell are deviants? Do I even care about them? Blah, blah, blah. Like now we're kind of divided up. We, We know that they're kind of like robots but not really and, and there's like yeah. giant like <laughs> sentinels well, well the celestials um celestials but, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and we've had celestial but like i think the the best part about it is is also you mentioned you mentioned everything you mentioned is absolutely true we know what their powers are and we know um their personalities right we don't have to learn them individually over uh. almost three hours so yeah. They just jump right in and start going at it. Like, yep. Yeah, we we got like half of the cast running around in space. We got Harry Styles uh, with his star power. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, strategically, right, they need to reinvigorate people to go see it because like the worst thing that could happen right is eternals 2 comes out and it's it's another just like critical like bomb right they don't want to see that rotten tomato score again whether or not they should or shouldn't be paying attention to it right they can't repeat right with Mm -hmm. the same so they're gonna i I wouldn't be surprised if they throw in like a big name right either a big marvel hero that everybody already loves they add them to the cast or maybe they introduce a brand new hero that they're like oh my god i can't believe they're putting like I don't know, like cosmic ghostwriter, something crazy oh, like yeah. that. They don't, they haven't even had a ghostwriter proper yet, and they're just jumping all the way to cosmic ghostwriter yeah. just to like just and, really drive people like you know to the theater. And maybe big name actors too, right? Like, like is this a chance to bring in you know huge name actors who have a draw or like critically acclaimed and like put them in these roles, right? Uh, you mm. know, um, the the worst part, one of the biggest sins of the first Eternals is their villains are big gooey dudes who, uh, who yeah um, uh, amorphous kind of featureless creatures i yeah I, I, it's a trope that i can't get around yeah you know? it, it's very to me it always reminds me of shazam one where like the 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 seven deadly sins are just gray gargoyles without any like <laughs> like the smoke effects so like do you you know i mean this isn't this is not who i think it is but like you know with them bringing harrison ford into captain america which was like a very big risk for 
for them to even do Captain America, right? Like, is this a Denzel Washington in the MCU as an example? Like, like what, oh, yeah, what big what name actor do you get? Like, oh my God, that is the person because we know who they are, we know what they look like, and that is the villain, right? It's not, or, it's not also like, a celestial that there's just CGI who, monsters at the end of the day. Or maybe they even tease something like, uh, like a Galactus level type of yeah. thing, right? You know, I don't know if it makes sense in the timeline version of the MCU. Yeah. If we think it's ready to introduce that, well, but we're already dealing with like big celestials, right? It, Maybe. Well, I mean, knowing that this is in between Kang dynasty and secret wars, what Kang variant do they fight? Mm, because, true. you know, my, my, again, the, the rumor is that every villain of every movie will have a King villain, right? Running those, those movies in between those two. So Jonathan Major's gonna get his workout, so I'm saying. But like, you know, is is it possibly like that the Centurion or the the Ramatut or the Immortus villain, right? Um at at the end of the day in there. I don't think any of those three would be very good in, in Eternals too, but um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would love to like like you know, I, I think we better we don't need CGI monsters or big space gods that like who just who don't look like people, right? There's no we connection all, to those. <laughs> we all just want the big giant celestial that's like poking out of the ocean explained. Yeah. All right. I guess it doesn't have to be in the next Eternals movie, but like everyone is just like, come on, you can't just yeah. have this happen and no one talk about it. Yeah. And do not point to that dumb recommended side article. The when, She-Hulk when is, not she like, Hulk yeah, is yeah. scrolling through her browser. Like that does not count. Yeah. I, I honestly, uh, I mean, to, to address that before, I honestly think Captain America will, will address that. Um, Let's hope. Let's I, hope so. I, I really think it'll be a government battle over over the Celestial's dead body. But either way, Eternals 2 did not, ex- I, I think we kind of knew something was going to happen, but um, this kind of, to me, solidifies that. Like, it is coming. We'll, we're going to get it. Um, the other movie, another movie added to this, I think we've just been waiting to know when this was going to be announced, uh, was the Shang-Chi 2, right? Uh, has been added to this production calendar. The uh, tentative title that we've heard through the grapevine is the Re- uh, Shang-Chi, The Wreckage of Time, which would imply, again, that he is dealing with the Kang Dynasty's fallout, right? Um, mm-hmm. Doing that. So are his ten rings, because they look like Kang's spaceship stuff, right? Are, are his rings, you know, immune to the time? Uh, uh, I guess things that that King is doing. What, what do we do with this? Yeah, that that's kind of what like our 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 hanging Chad left over from the movie, right? Uh, Wong was saying that these rings are special in some way, so they're hinting towards something. I'd like an explanation for really what I want an explanation for, and I'm a broken record, Chris. I know I've said this a million times. Is it, I just is need... it the celestial out of the ocean? <laughs> no, okay. I need I need some sort of all powerful being. Maybe it's a Kang to just show up and just explain all of these different worlds to me on screen yeah. for like 10 minutes. It could be like a TED talk. I don't even, they could totally break the whole story of uh, the movie I'm watching and almost like cut to commercial. It's just like Jonathan Majors doing a TED talk pointing to like a whiteboard. It's like, okay, so you know when uh, Shang-Chi, they go to that other dimension? Okay, and you know like Asgard and you also have the quantum realm. Uh, these, let me explain how all of these yeah. things work and how, all the, how they all tie together and then not to mention time travel and multiversal travel so that's what it, i that's what i need that's this, what i'm looking for i'll be happy when i get it this is how you bring louise from ant-man back right they didn't put him in ant-man 3 uh you you put him in uh, one of these movies and be like hey you know t- break it down I, I, for him i shouldn't besert besert 
besmirch a man without doing my uh, extra research. But I think the I thought I heard the actor was like a Scientologist. I'm gonna Ooh. have to I'm gonna have to Google that before I uh, double down on it. But that could be possibly the reason maybe we haven't seen uh haven't seen him pop back up in the Ant Man movies. But oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll 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 look it up. I'll you, look it up while we're talking about it. I can confirm he is. I just pulled it up. No, no. Since, well, since no. two thousand. So I I mean. It's well, been his whole career, so... Well, that's the problem with Scientology, though. Yeah. Once you get more famous and get more money, they just, yeah. like, indoctrinate you more. They make yeah. you crazier. Yeah. So The oh worst boy, part was he was he was in Moonfall last year. That, that's not good. Well... That's not good. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, yeah, they just kicked all those... Sci- well, I mean, between him and T.I. having all those, you know, legal troubles, like, everyone in that movie except Taven Dasmalchian got, got, got kicked out, but... Anyway, moving on. Uh, Shang-Chi 2, Wreckage of Time, to the title, uh, added to the calendar. Lastly, the movie that, you know, we know this is probably fast-tracked. I think we reported it before, but it's Doctor Strange 3 has been added to the production calendar. And um, 99% sure this is a Phase 6 movie. And Doctor Strange is rumored to be a lead in the Secret Wars film as well. So this would lead into that pretty pretty easily. Well, I mean, he he's a pretty good setup, right, for an all-knowing character. You know, when he shows up and chats with some of the other heroes, usually you just assume what he's saying is the <laughs> ultimate authority, and that was true when he had the Eye of Agamotto and he was telling everybody what was going to happen with uh, this battle with Thanos. So, yeah, yeah I would imagine he would be in charge. And he's got seniority, I feel like, now, right? I yeah. mean, what... Was his was his Doctor Strange one? Was that Phase three or was yes, that Phase it, two? It was three. It was um, the second movie because Civil War was first, and Doctor Strange was second. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So he's got he's got the seniority out there. So yeah. I would. I mean, I'd trust the big wizard with, yeah. with the glowing hands. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got a thir- he's got like a third eye now too. Yeah. And he's been a different. Dim- he's been across different multiverses. He leaves with Clea to go. Um, work on um, incursions, which are the, the like you know these different multiverses running into each other, right? After the the death of He Who Remains, so absolutely could could seem to do that. I also think you know um, it's kind of like how Ant Man was like one of like he was. I think his movie was after uh, Ant Man Two was after Infinity War, and he was like one of the lead characters of Endgame, right? Because of his ability to, to time travel. So it, it is pretty funny though. Like if Scott Lang like stepped up in front of all the heroes and tried to do like an impassioned uh, speech, like yeah. I don't think anyone would pay attention to yeah. him, but I think that that I, works. It's funny. I did see an article today about um, how Ant-Man saved the universe uh, in the last movie, but in his, his most recent movie, he just completely messed up all of the multiverses <laughs> in one go. <laughs> like maybe he killed the good King, right? Uh, I don't know, so we'll see. But um, Doctor Strange three on the on the production calendar, Mike coming up. We'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Ooh, did you see the Funkos drop for this this week at all? I did not. I did not, Chris. Uh, there, there's a bunch of different Spider people. Lots of them, uh, uh, and including um, you know the the Punk Spider from the Spider Man mm-hmm. game. He's one of them. It's going to be huge. I think it's voiced by actor Daniel Kaluuya. Um, so mm-hmm. he, he's pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, some other ones you can take a look into that, but, uh, the biggest rumor here is Tom Holland is rumored to cameo in this movie, Mike, this summer. Oh, uh, and, uh, fun. yep. This rumor also ties on that he will be the live action version, but the animated miles will swing into his live action version. Uh, kind of like, a what was that? A who framed Roger rabbit kind of scenario, like where there's like oh, live action so, animated together. So we don't think we're going to live action 
miles. Yes. I mean, I guess that makes sense aesthetically, right? You know, when we had the um, oh, what what was her name? The the kind of anime manga spider. Oh, uh, um, spider like the S P I D R. Yeah, I mean, she kind of carried over her art style from her universe, and even like Spider Noir, he was. Yeah remained black and white well, the entire movie. Spider Ham. Spider Ham kept his whole thing. I mean, oh that, yeah, that's, that's a, a better example. Yeah, that's, that's the quickest that. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean yeah, that would be fun. Be yeah. watching this a fully animated movie, then all of a sudden we have a live action segment. Yeah. Um it'll be like that Treehouse of Horror episode from The Simpsons. Yeah, That'll be fun. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, oh The Simpsons did it uh is exactly where I my my head was as well. Um but yeah, so um we'll know more about this later. This movie comes out um later later this summer, so uh Pretty pretty stoked to watch this, Mike. I think this is mm. one of the the big big check marks of the. Of I the year. want a big old chonky box office return for mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. I want to see stellar numbers, and I'd be so. Happy. I, I want it to be good. I want I don't put that first. I want this to be good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, uh, the whole time. So um, yeah, I want to want to see that and everything. Um, but yeah, so that's our Spider-Man news. Let's jump into The Flash. Ooh, everyone's excited about The Flash all of a sudden. Nobody was excited two months ago. Now they're all excited. <laughs> uh, this will screen two months early at CinemaCon in April uh, at Vegas. So if you're going to CinemaCon, you may have uh, an opportunity to watch this movie two months before everybody else. Yeah, I take two things out of this news, right? If they're willing to show a movie that early, yeah. that must be a good sign that it, it's at least reaching a level where it's entertaining right mm-hmm. nothing's gonna really be can, a big red flag if they're gonna can, let people see it that early can i asterisk that real fast by saying yes everyone was hyped for the commercials and maybe that's why they're doing it hopefully the movie maintains the quality of the commercials or the trailer <laughs> but like you know maybe it could be a mix of both right yeah public perception I, in a, that yeah it'll be at least serviceable and also i think the movie just story-wise narratively is in such a weird flux moment where like Gun and Saffron could keep or ditch whatever they want. It's not entirely sure what the future is that yeah. maybe they're not really that worried about spoilers either. Right. It's just yeah. like, well, yeah, you could like spoil the ending, but like there's no guarantee that that ending or that post credit scenes, if they even include it in the screening, right. Not will yet. even like carry over. So it's kind of almost like it feels like a legacy movie, right? You know, we talked about the different categories that they had for all of their DC properties. Like, it feels like a legacy movie that, like, if it's good enough and if Ezra Miller behaves, they'll graduate it to, like, mm-hmm. uh, DCU proper. So they're probably like, no. ah, we, we're not losing a whole lot by starting the hype train early on this yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the, I, I, I agree. You know, anything that shows that early means that the, the studio – has faith in it and knowing that the studio is now run by Gunn and Saffron it makes me feel a little better, right? Like, okay, they have faith in it. I remember seeing Guardians, like uh, the scene from the prison breakout, like a month and a half early at IMAX because they were so excited for that movie. Um, and, and I think it helps build a little hype uh, right for uh, beforehand. So uh, two months of hype is, is huge. So very, very excited for that. Uh, before I get to the next bit, did you see that uh, Shazam 2 is supposed to like – Supposed to have like the lowest box office opening for DC ever. Yeah, I didn't want to put it I, in here, that, but I'm like, uh, maybe we'll talk about it. It's also. not too surprised. Okay, it, so anecdotally, you can't just look at one person right and just no. assume. But there's definitely at least another person thinking the same thing as me, though, right? Where it's just like. I don't have to rush to get these tickets. Yeah. I, I, I'm. It's not going to be hard for me to find a seat to see Shazam opening weekend. And on top of that, too, like 
I don't know, like the trailers are are like fun, but I feel like as we've gotten the subsequent trailers, there hasn't been like some sort of like big reveal or big excitement. Like it seems like they're trying to like get the hype focused around like this big like dragon that's in it, but like it, it like feels that the dragon doesn't look too interesting to me, you know. It feels similar to the last one, how it ended, right? Like there's just a bunch of battles yeah. going on around and, the, the city that and, looks the same. And I will say that's that's just trailer wise, right? I yeah. still think the movie could be of quality and entertaining to watch, and maybe you just can't cut like a super exciting uh, trailer out of it. But yeah, if it's tracking that low and just like we were talking about with the flash like i think shazam is kind of also in that nebulous zone of just like well do we keep it around or not what's exactly well, happening the, here the only reason it would keep it again and i've said this is because peter saffron has always been a producer on both shazam Ooh. movies and i can see him like well this this is mine and if, if james gonna gets to keep peacemaker i get to keep shazam going forward. <laughs> yeah that yeah that could be but we'll, we'll see yeah but like it's, it's got to make an impact for it to i think you know Earn a, earn a threequel at the at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. uh, and and they didn't really build any um, goodwill with Black Adam right uh, last year. With that. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. We were teasing this at the top of the show. Um, test screenings have referred to it as the worst DCEU movie Ooh, yet. Ouch. Uh, now I did. I, I think we we got to put the caveat in there, right? It's yeah. A test screening. We have no idea exactly what phase it is, but the movie's been in production for a while. If the if this news is coming out just now, I got to imagine it's close to the finished film. Yeah, and and um, well, the other thing is I I, I was reading and I, this might be hyperbole, but apparently some test screeners even walked out of the movie, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. I, I, I almost don't believe that because watching a test screen is kind of like a job, right? Like you're getting something mm-hmm. out of watching this movie. Um, I'm sure they'd like, hey, watch all this and give us all your notes. And if you're walking out mm-hmm. early, you're not getting it. But like if that's true and you literally have test screeners walking out of your movie, what is wrong? Like I'm, I'm just worried. Like I, I, I expected a competent movie, not something yeah. this horrible like from, from I mean, Yeah, I mean besides the drama with Amber Heard in the movie, essentially the film – had the exact same like creative vertical as the last one, right? Same mm-hmm. director. Yeah. I don't know about necessarily the writer, but we have like the same main cast returning. Uh, it doesn't seem to be marred down with a lot of like the the DC you like story drama it seems like they're just pressing forward with more ocean stories if you will so but now that I kind of think back to it right when I'm watching the original Aquaman movie, I, it did feel a little bit like uh, teetering on the edge, right? I felt like, oh, I was lucky that the movie leaned good for me and I had a good time, but it's not too hard to imagine it leaning yeah. the other way. So maybe that's just the coin flip of Aquaman movies, right? You know, it could go either way, and we got lucky with the first one. I'm not sure, but yeah, that is great. Worst, you know how hard it is for yeah. someone to say the worst DCEU movie out there with the with the work that they've been putting out for like the last ten years. Ooh, the, that's the, rough. The other part of this, which completely is blowing my mind, produced by Peter Safran yet again. Both of Saffron's mm-hmm. movies um, remaining in the DC EU are are just absolutely one's tanking money, one's tanking reviews. Uh, you know, months ahead of time. Now, um, you know, he, here's the other thing. You know, the the actor who plays um, Black Manta, um, what is his name Yahya Abdul Mateen Second. 
uh, he mm-hmm. he is moving to Wonder Man in the Marvel universe. So did he know <laughs> this was going to be bad? And he's like, I got to get out. Like I I got to go get another role. Is, is this why Jason Momoa wants to be Lobo? Because he wants out. Yeah. Like he knows. So I I never once thought about this before until just now because I feel like I'm starting to see just enough red flags in general. Now I'm not saying this is likely, but Chris, you you mentioned this rumor like a week or so ago that there's a possibility out there that Warner Brothers just does not have enough money yeah. and they're just banking their future on the success of their like new universe and they're going to use each movie to pay for the subsequent movie after, right? Yeah. Well, if that doesn't work, a business is just going to have to do what a business does and maybe Warner Brothers sells their rights to all these DC characters. You know, yeah. I'm not saying it's a smart decision because like I think eventually you can get more money out of it for sure, but you know, if they were trying to stay afloat, just trying to stay alive as a business and have like a like a streaming service somewhere along the lines like maybe they do sell it and now i'm starting to think well who has the money like does amazon come in and buy like dc does apple pony up and i i feel like if you're a studio out there and you buy dc the rights to all of these dc characters like you all of a sudden go from like just you know, a, a, a side, a side business to like, you are now competing, right? You are now up there. So I, I'm just going to start putting it out there now. Yeah. I think the future of DC at Warner brothers is not set in stone. If they keep oh. posting all of these L's. Well, yeah. And, 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 and while this isn't a true L yet, right. You know, there's, we're mm-hmm. still, you know, six, seven months away. They, they can't afford the bad publicity publicity this yeah. early, right? Like, like, we're not hyped for anything this year. Um, yeah, kid, kid, just imagine, imagine uh, James Gunn's Superman comes out right. This thing that's supposed to kickstart everything, and it's just garbage. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I don't think, I think James Gunn is a competent filmmaker where he can't make something garbage right, something that bad. Yeah. We might not enjoy the, some of his rot humor all the time. Uh, but I don't think he can make something totally devoid of entertainment, but like, what if it happened, right? What if it did, you know, they have like a similar outing that Marvel has been having where like the Rotten Tomato scores are bad. The critics don't like it. And all of the fans are just like, see, they should have just kept like Snyder's verse going. And then like, then what do they do? I'm just saying it's a possibility. We'll We'll see what happens. Even just like, I I think, you know, I think that's, it's a bad example to say garbage because Marvel's, they're just hitting mediocrity, right? And what if in Superman, your biggest moneymaker next to Batman is just mediocre on launch, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not mind-blowing. It's not earth-changing. It's just Man of Steel again, right? And, and not nothing in Man of Steel is, you know, is, is fine, but, like, it didn't – it never came to fruition, like, the potentiality of it. So what if it came there and, like you said, like, they, you know, off, they, they take they – take, what if they take out of the three DC movies coming out this year, two are, two are L's and one's a win – what, mm-hmm. what what good faith do you go into, you know, in two years, Superman with? Like, you have nothing for two years. Like, what, what do you do all of next year? Like, 2024, right? Make people forget about mm-hmm. it? Maybe that's their goal. <laughs> Just like, hey, we're going to bury this stuff for a good year and a half and then, then come out with something else. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. So, I would say this is a great pitch for to stay subscribed and keep yes. listening to us because we will track all of this nonsense that's right you know this is just another when they announced the dc uh you slate that just you know renewed us for another 10 years after superman <laughs> launches so so we feel we feel confident in that we're uncancelable uh 
Keep it in the same vein of Warner Brothers Gains, which we mentioned earlier uh, with Hogwarts Legacy and, and, and DC movies, as Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the game coming out as four-player uh, co-op, uh, and as Mike discovered today, a uh, shooter. A very much a hyper <laughs> hyper shooter. Uh, if you will. Yeah, it was like a it was like a six minute gameplay video. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll skip around and jump around. And I was just like, okay, we start off. Uh, Deadshot, it's got a gun, makes total sense, right? Absolutely. Then I clicked a Captain Boomerang. I was like, Captain Boomerang, okay, he's got a gun, but mm-hmm. okay, I guess he can't just literally throw a boomerang around the whole game. Yep. And then I, I click next, and it's like, oh, the shark has a Gatling gun. And then at the end, Harley Quinn has like a revolver. They all got guns. All got I guns. thought it was going to be maybe a little bit more. Uh, than a shooter but i i mean yeah. i probably wasn't really going to play this game anyway i just kind of pretend so we this, can talk about it on the show this, this one i think <laughs> the the potentiality of playing an anti-hero i think had the most fun right like like you uh-huh. you're not you're not you're not batman and superman who doesn't kill like these people will kill and you know we have hordes of enemies but like to me and i said this to you if you don't like avengers the 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 marvel's avengers game that came out two years ago three years ago you're not going to like this because it looks almost identical, if I'm going to be completely honest. Like, just more vertical with shooting rather than actually having what look like, you know, Marvel has abilities to reach from. This is just a shooter, but, like, vertically. And apparently it's got a bunch of live service features, like buy more characters, buy more skins, yeah. and stuff like that. I've been seeing those, like, screenshots yeah. uh, float around online, and people aren't too <laughs> too yeah. happy about it. Uh, I, I will say, though, I'm not trying to, like, trash the game ahead of time. I'm It looks very polished, and it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Um, this the cutscenes like even though this is a gameplay trailer, there's like a hefty amount yeah. of it is like cutscenes and it, they look really really cool, right? Yeah. Um, may, maybe if this is a game you don't necessarily want to invest your mental bandwidth into, you know, start it up and then just put it on the easiest setting yeah. and you can kind of just like plow through and then just like kind of play the story because I think it, the story just looks entertaining because like. You don't often get all of these characters together in a narrative, right? I think like the last time, you know, I've seen all of these heroes together was like the the 2D animated series, mm. right? <laughs> when when they all got to like play around in the same sandbox. So, yeah, at the very least, right, I could see so, this being a nice compilation on YouTube of cutscenes. So, so here here are two reasons why I will probably play it. Maybe not a launch, but I will play it. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one, this is set in the Arkham universe. So if you've played any of the Arkham games, this is five years after um, Arkham Knight. So it's the same world, which is crazy to me to th- even think that, right? Like, it doesn't look like the Arkham world. Because um, it didn't really get much beyond the Batman villains there. So the fact we get the Flash, um, Wonder Woman, Superman, uh, uh, Batman, crazy. And then also it is the last um, voice actor, uh, voice performance by Kevin Conroy. Who played Batman before he passed? So, oh yeah. So, so I'm just that. like, ooh, like I might. I mean, it may not be day one play, but like I'm like, oh, maybe if I get you know a free weekend or something, or like, you know, I find it cheap, I might just buy it for a weekend and and, and knock it out kind of thing. Um, so like those are like the two only reasons I would probably get at this. But like, it, it was hard to tell the characters apart. Like right in that trailer, you're like, they're all they all got guns. Some have bigger guns. Some have smaller guns. But they all seem to float as well. Did you notice that? Like. When you go to shoot, your characters just hover in the air, and you can like unload your bullets into them a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't think it's a must buy. I'm not hating on the game, but after the uh, launch of uh, what was it, Gotham Knights, that came out a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and how badly that kind of did, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. But Warner Brothers has surprised me with Hogwarts Legacy. Maybe, maybe they'll they'll surprise me with this as mm-hmm. well. 
All right, so you folks get a very rare treat on the show today. Mike has been saving this link in our show notes until this very oh, moment. I was so close to clicking on it, like yeah. maybe like an hour ago, and I was like, no, 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 I'll wait. Yeah, so we have uh, the first toys to reveal the looks for the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem animated movie from Seth Rogen. And uh, yeah, here all right. in Let's our show click. notes, uh, it's going to redirect us to Twitter. Look. Ooh, mine, I'm excited. Mine, I feel like I really built this up. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh, it's been taken down by the copyright. Oh my, no! Oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Oh, my. It was, not, it was literally up yesterday. I went through and, you know, so I'm going to find this. But, um, so, uh, one of our longest running jokes for a while was, um, the, uh, Mike loves the, the turtles. And he, and he does. But while I'm looking at something, Mike, go ahead and tell me what you, you want to get out of this turtles movie from Seth Rogen. Oh my gosh. I just want like I just love I just love the turtles and I think it's healthy to uh think about the turtles similar how you would think about like Scooby and the gang, right? You know, it, it's just this everlasting kind of intellectual property to kind of unromanticize it with that term. So like there's always going to be versions of it, right? You know, every generation is going to have like multiple versions of the turtles to like love and engage with. So it's just fun to have like a creative that I like, Seth Rogen, to tackle the turtles. And you know Seth Rogen, right? You, I don't even have to look up an interview with him to know that he grew up on like the turtles, right? Oh yeah. And he's he's older than me too, so he's definitely the generation that would have been reading the. Um, the Eastman and Laird, right? Are those the two uh, that did the original comic? Yeah, yeah, Kevin Eastman and um, yeah, yeah, Some, something Laird. I want to say Peter Laird, but I don't, I don't know if it's Peter. Yeah. Uh, so like, it's just like, oh, it's gonna. I'm just excited. So, I I think that they would have the courage to like kind of take the characters in more of like a wacky direction. But I have to wait until you find it. Chris. Oh, it's it's updated. It's in the show link. It has been All updated. Right. There are go. nine I'm toys looking. here. And you're gonna get your first look at them right away. Um, oh, okay. So I'm not. I'm avoiding looking at the toys. I'm mainly looking at the box art because yes. that's gonna be like the key art that really shows them off here. All right. So they they seem to be pretty traditional looking for the most part with uh, being turtles. Um, let's see here. So yeah. So I I mean I'm just kind of looking at them here. You know we we have Mr. Mm-hmm. Lissimoff, Splinter, Raphael, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello. Leatherhead, Superfly, Rocksteady, and Bebop—the the classic villains here that look like they're all going to be in this movie at some capacity, if you will. Yeah, they, it's a very cartoony look. Now it, I'm looking at the the characters on the uh, the box, and they seem to kind of have that like hand drawn textured style that we kind of see on the Spider Verse characters. So I would take this as a hope that like Nickelodeon kind of wants to join the ranks of like Spider Verse, like Puss in Boots, some more of these like experimental like texture look uh-huh. on their characters. So I'm hoping to get that out of that. But also now I'm looking at the toys because if you look outside of just the turtles in general, like the proportions are like hilarious. Like Rocksteady has like this gigantic, oh, yeah. hilarious like hump, which kind of m- makes me think of um, it, Kingpin. It, yeah, it looks like Kingpin. Uh, Spider Verse. Yeah, exactly. Kingpin does that. They all have like exaggerated features, if you will. The, the villains yeah. do. Um, this feels extraordinarily kind of like 90s to me in like yeah. a good way. Like these just look like this is just going to be like a fun route. Yeah. Like Leatherhead is like hilarious. Like this is great. And, well, Splinter also has sunglasses on. So it, it makes me think maybe is he is he vision impaired? Is he blind, if you will, um, oh, in this version? Yeah. Um, I don't think he's wearing them because he thinks he's cool. Um, yeah, and, and somebody else says uh, Michelangelo has a different color. 
He, he's a different color green than the other ones. Now, it might be the photo, but the orange seems to line up across the board. Oh, let me. Yeah, yeah, he does seem to be a slightly color shifted. I wonder if they're all a little bit like that. You know, Raph has, like, the overall head bandana, which is cool. Uh, we got Donatello in, in glasses, which isn't wholly different from the last iteration we saw of Donatello in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja I can't even say that. Yeah, rise, just rise. As a teenager. Yeah. yeah, just rise. He had kind of like these uh, goggles, monoculars, and stuff yeah. on. And him and, him and Leonardo I'm, seem very, very close in like look and feel. If I'm going to be honest, um, whereas Michael and Jorah, I, you get their vibes a little bit more. Yeah, I, I'm trying to see. Like, each character kind of has, like, a, a set of accessories that are kind of in that, like, plastic molding that you can undo. Yeah, and I can yeah. only, unfortunately, see one slice of pizza with Donatello. <laughs> yeah. I hope the other turtles have a slice of pizza well, as well. That have, is my only requirement. They all have baby versions of themselves. Uh, without oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Oh, I love, like, so I'm looking at Michelangelo right now. He has, like, nunchucks. I loved that stuff when I was a kid. I mm. loved it when characters had some sort of like functional accessory because like, yeah, Donatello has like his staff and Leo has his like swords, but they're just all like a single molded piece. Like yeah. the fact that, you know, they would go out of their way to like make the chain link. So yeah, this is bringing me like nostalgia, uh, which is great because it's not, they're not just like rebooting necessarily the same turtles I grew up with so overall this yeah. is positive I I, I'm, I want to see a trailer because they have all of this key art promotion ready that means they've have all of the characters like signed off on creative because they would never make these packages if the characters oh, yeah. weren't final so uh, there's got to be like a movie poster or a trailer out there soon yeah I'm really crossing my fingers uh, sooner than later right uh, maybe with Mario mm-hmm. I, I mean I don't know why but like you know I always I mean it's a Cross audience, that's for sure. Yeah, I always, you know, same era, both '80s, right? Um, so you never, you never know. But yeah, take a look at uh, the link is in our show notes. This should last. This shouldn't go away this time. Lastly, Lord of the Rings, Mike. Um, you know, we I know this isn't has to do with the Amazon show, um, the uh, Rings of Power. This is Warner Brothers proper. Uh, they're out there saying we we have the rights to these movies. We want to make more movies based on the characters we have um and lord of the rings obviously on the 20th anniversary this year is the 20th year of uh return of the king by the way if you Mm -hmm. put that down um but you know they're not saying are they going to remake the movies and make them more book appropriate uh are they going to do spinoff movies what are they going to do there's no indication on time period or characters i'm just like this I, I hate when you do this. Don't do this to you're, us. You're, you're blowing my mind that you said 20 years, right? Because when I saw this headline pop up, you know, I just automatically thought they're going to remake them. I'm like, oh, it's too soon. These movies are still too fresh in my head. But now the fact that it's been 20 years, I would say that just goes to show you how well Peter Jackson did with that original trilogy. Like he that it's like basically making like a Star Wars, right? We can't even imagine them remaking the original star wars trilogy right you kind of just have to add on to it because it's just so classic it's so in the history of cinema so yeah i would think if they're smart what they do is they just try to expand or 
add-on additions, right? I, and I don't know, like like I said at the top of the show, I'm no Lord of the Rings like fan in a way where like I'm precious about the material. So I don't know if it's like necessarily like sacrilege to make like a like a new movie where we follow like Legolas like after you know Return of the King. Like, is that sacrilege? Is is that story even written right? You know, I know the Salmarillion as like all of this additional information, but I think it doesn't it end after Return of the King. At, you know, yeah, did the, Tolkien write anything after? So are they going to be inventing brand new narratives, which people are just going to like scoff at? I, yeah. I don't know. Or do you try to like carve in like little mini movies? Like, well, how about a movie that happened between like mm-hmm. uh, like Two Towers and Return of the King? Is that possible? Or do you go yeah. like super small and just tell like a little story where it doesn't even really matter because it doesn't connect? I, I don't yeah. know. What's the strategy no, here? No, I, I think the strategy is... We have an IP that we're not milking and we need to do it yeah, because we no, have no money to right, make movies. That's the right answer uh, for sure. Uh, to me, I think, you know, um, there are some Lord of the Rings video games coming out that look pretty good. I, a lot of the characters from Peter Jackson's have been done really well. Now, if they want to remake it, I, I'm a, my fear, again, that I hate is that it's going to be overly CGI like the Hobbit movies were. Because mm-hmm. that practicality of the originals, the extra footage that they shot, the extended editions, that is just... Something you don't get anymore, right? Care, craft, love, money well spent that has come back and earned them dividends upon dividends. And, and people love it. They're like It's hard to find a critic of those original movies, right? They, they just really knocked it out of the park. Now, what I would like to see, uh, you build the world a little more. I know we have the, the second age, right, with the um, Rings of Power. Maybe work with work with Amazon, right? Like, hey, let's not just be assholes about this and make movies that we want to make. Let's work together and just keep going on this universe and build this all together, right? And and I think there's opportunity. They're doing that with Godzilla and the MonsterVerse, right? Apple TV has Godzilla. Someone else has the Kong stuff. They're making another movie at Warner Brothers. Like, yeah. let's 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 stop fighting for 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 box office and let's do this together because I think yeah. that's going to be the best way to go forward. Yeah, I mean, if if Marvel and Sony can do it, you know, I I you know, synergy. That's the big Hollywood word. You know, it makes money. Um, it seems like maybe the most obvious uh, thing left on the table, and uh, please tell me the name of these characters if you know Chris, because I don't know. But all I know is when I turned on episode one of The Rings of Power, I had a whole narration at the beginning of the first episode that said, "Oh, there's a lot of stuff that already happened. This That's is the, the first story age. about yeah, so, yeah, the first so, age. So is that the movie that the movies well, the, that they make? The first age is a lot of like you know." God, it's essentially gods versus angels of this world, right? Like the like demons and angels. Um, there's, there's a character called Morgoth, who's actually who Sauron yeah, works for. That's yeah. the character. Yeah, I was Morgoth. So, of. so do we go down a Morgoth path? Do we, you know, Lord of the Rings takes place over you know a couple like a couple years, maybe right, maybe a year or so of travel. Um, like, is there like you have thousands and thousands of years? Are there other stories that are not related to this? Akin to like maybe the Mandalorian, right? Of Star Wars, like, hey, do we have some other characters who we've never met before, but can go on a story that's adjacent to all this other shit? Um, they know about it, you know. Maybe is maybe they come across a Gandalf somewhere, but like, is there something they can do? Is uh, Morgoth like? <laughs> this is like an in the weeds question. Is Morgoth like really tall? Because I'm just like googling image searching just to see like he he, he vaguely resem- resembles like Sauron in in a sense yeah. of like he has very spooky looking armor. But I'm seeing like some concept art of he's just like really big, like the size of like a mountain. I'm like, is that like yeah, he, magic? He, is he, that power? Is he, what's happening? He's here? essentially like a, like a, like a 
the devil, if you will, of, of like if the 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 it's like Vanier and Aner are like gods and angels, and he was like one of them who turned an angel who turned evil, and he started creating like the goblins and, and orcs and stuff like that. The Morgoth I know is more like a big spider dude. Have you seen? Have you come across the spider? Oh, I, I literally just clicked on yeah. a, a spidery version. Yeah, so he he normally has like a, a spider esque kind of kind of look is from from. You know, some fight out. but yeah, he's just yeah. A, he's just a very very obnoxiously large dude. As yeah, well. and since we know Amazon only specifically kind of has the rights to like the Rings of Power era, right? You know, this Second should age, be yeah. up for for uh, Pickens for Warner Brothers. Yeah. Okay, so this makes this makes the most sense. This would make the least people a- angry. This has well, the, the maybe, most like but... flex. <laughs> this has the most flexibility because, as you said, like so. We Gladriel wouldn't even be like alive, right? During this first age, is, is I, I don't even yeah. know if that's right, but it seems like if this is so far back, you could just whole new cast of characters. You don't have she, to worry about like trying to work in a Gandalf anywhere, you know. She was she might have been alive because I think her brother was killed in the war against Morgoth, right? And and so oh, maybe you're but, right. See, but, but but they're like they, <laughs> they live in like this like paradise, like the Garden of Eden for 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 mm. elves before she even came over to the. Uh, I guess Middle Earth, if you will. So, yeah. like, there's an opportunity to have her there, but like, it doesn't have to focus on her if you don't want to. Please, right? please, please, stay subscribed to the yes. Superhero Slate podcast so you can listen to our expert yeah. uh, opinions of uh, the Lord this, of the Rings franchise as we fumble through this. This is my favorite <laughs> bit. Uh, I have two favorite bits. Far as one is uh, uh, where we're the guys who know everything about Harry Potter, and also the guys who know everything <laughs> about Lord of the Rings. Uh, so yeah, and I slightly keep up with anime. You know, we. We're just so you busy. We're busy adults. We can't watch and read everything all the time, right? Well, yeah, we can. We have this show. We we actually put content out, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, and occasionally, you can write some of this down and it becomes fan fiction if you really want to. Mike Mike's really good at making up stories here. But I we wa- try in earnest over yeah. here. Okay, that's all we're doing. That's exactly. So, Lord of the Rings topics on before we we get to the end of the show because that's the last topic. I want to mention one thing that happened to me on Thursday, Mike. I haven't got to tell mm-hmm. you yet. Um, so like nine, I get to work early. Um, you know, I've, I've, we're hiring some people. I, I have interviews, stuff, whatever. So I'm at my desk talking to, uh, I guess my desk mate who's on the other side of the wall. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she, she, um, you know, she has a son who's probably, you know, in, in his mid twenties. And she's like, yeah, I, I, do you know any comic book stores that have Gundam models? And I'm like, yes, I do. Ooh. She's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I used to go home and watch Gundam wing with my son in the nineties. Whenever he got home from school, I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Look at us. We, we now have things to talk about. We have Gundam what Wing a, to talk about at work. What a great mom. Yeah, I know. I was like, she's like, yeah, I want to I get some models for him so he can build them. I'm like, I, I can hook you up. I know exactly what to do here and where to go. And let's talk about Gundam Wing for a minute here. Let's 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 break this down. Oh, my gosh. So she didn't even know they had a movie. And I was like, yep, you got to go get this. And if you can't find it, I have the DVD. I'll let you borrow it. Uh, so, uh, it's, just, it's just so funny. Like I, I was like, Mike knows Gundam wing. I'm going to bring this up. So. Um, but yeah. well, that's great. And I, I do have to say before we finally roll off our final topic here, because I, I think this is pretty special and pretty amazing. If you are in the Houston area, uh-huh. uh, the, there is a, there is a restaurant, um, I guess Houston's own. I guess it's just called the Hobbit Cafe in Houston. Wow! They have a Morgoth burger. It is gigantic. It has horns. It looks like one horn is a mozzarella stick, and the other one is four onion rings with a taco adorned on top of it. And that you're not you're not even to the first bun of the burger yet. This thing is 
insane. Uh, and I thought this was maybe like published like a long, long time ago, like back when Lord of the Rings was coming out. No, this was published in June 2022. This may still be on the menu if you are in Houston. Oh my gosh, you got to order this thing. This is this is massive. This and is great. I'm gonna put this in. I already I'm got put it. this in the show. Already got you it. You got it in the show notes. It's in the awesome. show notes. You can click and take a look at this. This huge. It's just a melty pile of cheese too. Like it. It's so big that they had to make a diagram for it. There's like a chalkboard diagram. Yeah. Okay. It's a shrimp roll. Uh, it has an orc popper, which I'm assuming is like a jalapeno popper. Yep. Oh, it's fried pickles, oh. not fried uh, onion rings. Okay, like so onion you got rings, four, yeah. four fried pickles. You got a bun. We got uh, 4X cheddar cheese and some jack cheese, a boudine link. Uh, we four got one patties. Pat- patty one, a uh, chipotle Caesar. A Chipotle Caesar sounds really good. I never thought about combining those two. This is insane. Yeah. This is great. Someone go eat this thing. This is nuts. Uh, they even throw some spring mix in there if you're feeling like it's a little unhealthy for you. So get your, get your greens. This uh, is my this is my favorite. And you get a free T-shirt upon completion. <laughs> so. It's my favorite part of the show when yeah. it goes off the rails at the end and we're just like we finding ha- stuff on the internet. We haven't had a food uh, opening conversation in a hot minute, so we need a we need to work <laughs> on that. My my wife did bring home uh, Dr Pepper Peeps. They are making Dr Pepper Peeps. You can get those. Oh, things. it's funny. I had I drank the Pepsi Peeps and now I yep. can eat the I can eat the version. You can you can you can drink Peeps or you can eat soda Peeps. It, it's crazy, but we're. In. What do they come up with next, Mike? We'll never know. You know what? If you do believe in Jesus Christ out there, um, I guess this is getting wild. that's one way to celebrate. Yeah. I mean, do you think he just like he's going to come back from the resurrection and be like, hell yeah. yeah. I was expecting all of this peep stuff. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, I thought you I would have guys... camped. I would have came back a long time ago if they would have had this stuff. I thought you guys were going to stop at just regular peeps, but you have really outdone yourselves here. Uh, <laughs> sure. Like, oh, well, we thought it might be sacrilegious, Jesus. He's like, no, no, no. I like this stuff. Yeah. You know, I left because things were getting lame and boring, but now yeah. now stuff's I, cool. I had to come back Let's to go watch The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I was waiting until the last episode of The Last of Us aired, yeah. and then I was going to come back and watch it with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Binge it all in one day. Uh all right, that's time to go. That's a good. That's a good note to end on, Mike. So let's get let's get out of here. Uh, if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they get you at, buddy? Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to check you out, see what you're doing, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, uh, Valdenvaldan. If I'm on there, I don't think I'm even on there anymore. I get weird notifications. I don't like it. Our Instagram, Valdan87. If people know about the show, what we're doing, come back and listen to us every week because we're here every week for the next 10 years while this DCU is possibly popping Jeez. off. What, where can they find that at? Oh, God. I don't want to imagine being in my 40s doing this, but it sounds like it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, you can find this at SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues to host our show to get our awesome show notes so you know you want to check out those turtle toys that we talked about. That is in our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and, you know, we have a podcast like service that just injects it into just pod. We, I don't even need to say this every week where it is. Like podcasts are just everywhere. They're yeah. ubiquitous. That's the whole point. So just subscribe, listen. We love you. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at superherosite.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Reach out. Let us know what you're doing, what you're watching, what you're excited for. We always love that. If you're and, eating the Morgoth uh, burgers, let us know. Oh, my God. If you eat the Morgoth burger, I'm going to lose it uh, in a good way. Uh, but we love our super fans. And uh, obviously, 
ordering a Morgoth burger will make you a super fan. But if you want to go maybe a slightly less caloric route, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. Are you going to pay us ten dollars and get the superhero slate verified checkmark how, on your yeah, social how media much, profile? How much is this? How much is this Morgoth burger? I don't know. I, I'm going to guess like forty dollars. That's my guess. Okay, are we looking it up here? Are we going? No, I, I wasn't looking it up. I was I'm just throwing it, it out there. Uh, it right. is, uh, was about forty dollars. The Morgoth Ooh, was about forty bucks. Look at that. Well, you know, with the inflation since twenty twenty two, maybe throw on. Always tip your server too. Yeah. So expect to at least be tipping eight bucks oh, on that burger. The Hobbit Cafe is on Grubhub. Yeah. Will they deliver uh, so this far? I don't. I don't know. I'm seeing. I'm seeing all sorts of. Oh my god! I'm gonna send you this link, Mike. Y'all look up the names of some of the stuff. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, be back uh, next week, guys. We'll see you then. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>